Hello and welcome to the All In My Head podcast. We're glad you decided to give this podcast a listen. We're a group of teens that are making a podcast for youth by youth. We will counter stereotypes around mental health in the teen, BIPOC, and LGBTQ plus community and talk about things you might find a little uncomfortable. It's, it's real teens, real talk. Welcome back to the episode of All In My Head podcast. Today we're going to be talking about dating as BIPOC and LGBTQ members. I'm Madeline. I use she, her pronouns. I am a junior at Franklin High School, and I am dating someone. Hi, this is the person she's dating, Liam. I use he, they pronouns, maybe, and I go to Franklin. Hi, my name is Lane Schaefer. I use he, him pronouns. I am 16 and a junior at McDaniel High School, and I am a cis, white, gay male who is currently single, so hit me up. Hi, I'm Brianne. My pronouns are she, they. I'm a senior at Franklin High School, and I'm 18. I identified myself as a gender-fluid native girl, and currently I am taken. That's for me. I'll be the host. My name's Leanne. I am 18 years old, a freshman at college, and I am Black. So for today's question, I'd like to know, like, what has been your guys' dating experiences post-COVID? It's been very difficult with any relationship post-COVID, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, just because of people's different thoughts and views on COVID and what their safety protocols are. So with me, it's been really hard to see Liam sometimes because of his family's views on COVID. They're a little more strict than mine, so it's been difficult to just be able to get quality time in, which is important for a relationship. I would say it's a little more than a little more strict. They're very strict on things. They tend to, I feel, go go a little a little above than what is exactly needed. But that's that's just me. Everyone has their own personal thoughts on it, and I won't encroach on anything. Yeah. So I haven't experienced the same difficulties with my parents in COVID, but. I have done a fair amount of dating throughout COVID and it's been difficult to just find places like to go out because if the weather hasn't been super nice or something like that, you have to work really hard to find an indoor place to go on a date and it can be difficult to, you know, get that physical contact if they're nervous about COVID or something like that. And so it's been difficult to, you know, maintain those physical relationships if they're really worried about COVID. For me, I had a relationship during COVID and then all of a sudden nothing didn't work well and all of a sudden I never wanted to visit him and then unfortunately it's bad because, you know, I shared my dating experience when I had my first boyfriend at 12 and that's post-COVID and then all of a sudden now I have this struggle, especially with autism and I've never gotten those struggles before. Yeah, I guess to piggyback off of everything everyone has said, it's kind of like it's been hard to like express everyone's like love languages and like make sure that everyone like each partner's love language is like fulfilled in a way. And so like because of the rules, like everyone's ideas of COVID and everything. But like it gets me to question, like especially without like people's love languages being acknowledged, has it like affected you guys mentally in any way? be it like your love languages are not being satisfied or just the fact that it's kind of hard on you today with people during COVID times. I'd like to know about that. Personally, 
I feel it's been very difficult. Madeline is one of the first people like I've actually dated and it's in a way very new honestly like we're going on just 11 months now and you know it's 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 still very very new and I feel like both of our love languages is like we got to be around each other we got to be we got to be very close and with COVID you know six feet apart and stuff it's been very difficult with Madeline's family. They've been a lot more lenient with things, but at my house, it's very strict and they're not very forward with anything. They don't like to tell me anything new on what like we can and can't do. We're sort of like going with the flow and like trying to figure things out. But like at the beginning when it was just social distancing, we cannot get close. It was definitely very difficult. Like, I definitely found myself having like panic attacks over it. And it was definitely very, very hard. Yeah, just kind of branching off of that. It's been hard with my mental health. Just I'm a very physical person. I love to be in person and around the people that I love. And so it was definitely very hard not being able to see him like at all ever. And when we did, it had to be socially distanced outside, like with masks on, which it just felt so it felt unreal to be honest. Like it didn't feel like I was actually getting to see him. Um, so it was really hard on my mental health. And like he was saying how his parents aren't really like forward with rules sometimes and kind of change things up that really like messed with my anxiety. And it's just, it's been hard for sure. Yeah. So I haven't had the same struggles with COVID because I haven't dated anyone for longer than like two weeks throughout COVID, which I find really fun. Um, but a kind of unique struggle I have as a gay male is people asking me out that I do not necessarily want to go out on dates with, specifically females. And so I've had like four different straight girls ask me out over the past couple months. And it's always really awkward because I thought we were just friends. I thought we were vibing, like talking. And then they're like, oh my God, like, do you want to like go hang out sometime? Haha, <laughs> I think you're cute. And I'm like, bro, I thought we were just like vibing as friends. And then I had to like, it basically forces me to come out to them, which is like, fine, whatever. I'm mostly out, but it's just really awkward because I have to be like, it's not that I don't like you. It's just that I don't find you attractive. Would you say it's kind of like hard to like maintain the friendship after they've asked you out in any way? Like, does it affect the friendship? Um, It depends on the person, honestly. So Madeline and I, who's currently here, actually dated in eighth grade before I was out as a homosexual and so at that point like I knew I was probably gay but I was like I'll give it a shot you know she's funny she's smart I'll let her take me out and we did it for like four or five months before I broke it off and even when I broke it off I didn't tell her that I was gay until like a month later but now we're besties like we chilling we're still friends you know we go on like family trips together I definitely think that you can maintain those friendships as long as the person that was interested in you actually wanted to be around you for your personality and character rather than just thinking you were hot or something like that. I feel like I have something to add to that. Me me and Madeline, we started dating at first and like a couple months in, I broke it off. I didn't, I didn't think that I was into it, uh, but we still, for a little bit, it was a little awkward and stuff but after a bit we came back and we were we were still friends uh, and we still hung out like all the time 
it was nice. I, I enjoyed her as a friend. I, and I enjoy her a lot as a partner. And I'm, I don't know. I'm just like glad that things worked out both ways as friends and as partners. What a ways, especially like with the guidelines and everything, wearing masks, social distancing and everything. What a ways that you guys have like tried to grow the relationship even with the guidelines. During periods when we couldn't really like do anything in person, video games and FaceTime became our best friends. Um, we both have Nintendo Switches, and so we played a lot of games on there. And we tried to just kind of talk and communicate as much as we could and make it feel like we were in person. So we found some, like, online board games and some, like, communication games just so we could feel real, you know? Because it's definitely hard when everything's virtual. And at that time, we were going to virtual school and everything was just online. So sometimes, like, more online stuff, even if it was with my partner, it felt still like a chore every once in a while. But it was good to get some kind of communication in because, you know, like that relationship has to be maintained. You can't just cut things off. Well, I mean, if it's not working, obviously it's not working, but like you can't just stop talking and continue calling them your partner because that relationship's not going to grow. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to do anything. So it's definitely important to try and maintain some kind of connection, even though it can't be in person. That's such an interesting take. And it's nice to see you guys build the relationship like that. Um, I guess now this is kind of directed mainly to Rianne. What has like been your experience with dating as a BIPOC? And would you mind telling us where you identify as BIPOC? Basically, I identify as Native American. Basically, I just date mostly white boys. And then currently, now I'm dating a white girl. And I mean, it's not bad, but like one time I dated a Hispanic. And I mean especially in long distance I don't like long distance and that's why I broke it off to be with somebody new in the area I live in I was born in Washington raised in Portland and that's why I needed someone in the area I live in and that's cool and that's hard and I had the struggles with that I guess I can like kind of talk about long distance too but before I talk about that I would like to know why did you feel like long distance was hard for you? Is it that it was not honoring your love languages? Is it that you wanted to spend more time with them? Like, what was wrong with long distance? Long distance is why it's hard because, like, I have to go on online every single day. And if I meet him and then all of a sudden he's not even that old, that's bad. I guess I kind of have, like, a different take when it comes to long distance because I did do long distance for like one, two years. I know, <laughs> I know. But it was kind of like because I literally just moved here from Kenya. And it was like I was already dating this person in Kenya. So it was like I couldn't just break it off because I was moving. I was like, okay, with giving it a try. But I would say I was young. I was really young. And being young means you're dumb in some way. And so it's like, I really, <laughs> and it's not like in any way offensive to anyone who's younger than me or anything. It's just like. I just feel like I was dumb and I didn't know how to make use of a long distance relationship because as much as like you have like your primary love languages, which might be like quality time or something, you still have this like minor love languages in a way, like gift giving or something. And you can just like send them a gift or something. And also I feel like long distance really plays a role into building a relationship that is like kind of based more on personality than like 
spending time with one another because they can really be your only source of happiness and you wouldn't know until like you're far away from them and you can't spend time with them that much you know so I guess I kind of have a different take when it comes to long distance but do you have a take on long distance I have a take I haven't like done any of the long distance stuff but when I think of it like in my thoughts I think in a way like it can work for some but if if it's just like from the start it's always been long distance I feel it's a lot harder because it's easy to to be catfish it's easy to fake that information and stuff it's a very difficult process to know whether or not someone is real or not I feel it could also if you knew them it's like it's definitely heavily personality based it's you got to be more personal about things and gift giving is definitely a lot more difficult due to shipping and stuff and difficulties with that. Okay, you really brought an interesting point, which was catfishing. And like, have any of you here experienced that? So I haven't experienced catfishing in the way of visual. Like I'm not like, I don't like show up to the date and the person's like ugly. However, personality wise, people are often very different online than in person. And so I wouldn't call that catfishing necessarily. That's just like a human thing. But I went on like four dates over the summer with like people who I'd never really met in person. Maybe I'd met them once or I got connected through a mutual friend. And like we vibed online. Like I would talk to them for like 24 hours a day. And then when we got in person, it was just like they were the most boring, uninteresting, self-entitled people I'd ever met. And, you know, maybe they thought the same of me, but, you know, I never got through more than like one or two dates with them. And so for me, that's why like online dating, like it can work to an extent, but it just gets so hard to tell who someone is online and whether or not you're going to, you know, vibe in person. Yeah, I definitely agree with like, if you start a relationship online, it's really hard to go from there. But I really think that depending on, you know, your partner or who you are, a long distance relationship could work if you've maybe like been together for a while and you have to go long distance. In my opinion, it's like definitely not ideal. Like it wouldn't ever be something that I would choose unless I really had to. But I think it can work if both people are committed to making it work. Yeah, there's some pretty interesting takes, but your worst dating experience, would you say that those experiences like with those guys was like the worst dating experience you've ever heard? So none of them were particularly horrible. However, one of them, it like took my whole day up because this guy lived out in like Oregon City, maybe like 45 minutes away from where I was. I couldn't drive. So I had to bus an hour and then he picked me up. And, you know, we had we had done really well online, whatever. I'd only seen like one or two pictures of him just because I guess he didn't like post that much online. But he looked very different in person compared to how he put himself online. That was fine, whatever. He was still like a little hot. But then I show up and like I meet his parents on the first date, number one, and his grandma. It's at his house. It's so awkward. Like we're barely saying anything. I feel like I have to force every little piece of conversation out of my ass. And it's like a six hour date. Like, it's not like a little like you hang out for an hour and you go home after getting coffee. Like I committed by going all the way to Oregon City with this man because he had to drive me home. And so it's really awkward. We watch like three episodes of Glee and just sit there and like he like tries to cuddle and I'm like, mm -mm, we good. Mm -mm. 
and it was just so bad. And then basically like played a card game, right? And he was like, oh, if I win, I get to kiss you. And I was like, I do not, do not want to do this. But I did it anyways because peer pressure, whatever. And then I lose. And so we forget about it. We move on because I'm like, haha, that was so funny. And then, you know, he starts to drive me home after like six hours of this. And as he's dropping me off at like my bus stop, he's like, so about that kiss. And keep in mind, I'd never had a first kiss before. Like I dated Madeline for like five, four or five months. Never kissed. Dated a couple other guys. Never kissed. I feel like I have to do this. And I was like, ha ha ha, funny. He was like, no, don't you like you owe me this. And, you know, as he's dropping me off in his car after like 30 minutes of not speaking on the drive home, like just awkward music, he gave me a kiss and it's not enjoyable. Zero out of 10 would not do it again. So that was my worst dating experience. Have not talked to that man ever again. I had a pretty bad one. It wasn't necessarily just one date. It was a month long relationship. Did not go well. On the first date, he was late to be, first of all, like, that's obviously a red flag. Like, don't be late to the first date. And then it just was a long series of red flags of targeting my insecurities, like, saying really mean things, and just kind of, like, pretending that he was the victim. And that was really terrible on my mental health. Um, Luckily, I was able to start to see that after a while. Um, obviously, like, I kind of made it out to be like, oh, this relationship is great. Like, I'm having so much fun. Like, this is great. And it it wasn't great. It was really bad. And then finally, I kind of, like, slowly saw how bad it was and finally broke it off. But, like, if you see a red flag, you got to get out of there. Like, you can't stay. Like, people change, but people also repeat themselves. Yeah, I had a worse dating experience and warning. This contains rape and sexual assault. So basically, um, the second boyfriend I had was he was like controlling and then he even coerced me to make out in public and especially at school. And then, then the third boyfriend I had, he even controlled me. He coerced me to do stuff. He even groomed me and then he raped and sexual assault me and... And I have this experience trauma all my life. And that's why I had to go to therapy all day. And it's no fun. I'm so sorry to hear about that. How would you say the healing process has been for you so far? Pretty good. I moved on from it. Would you say you're a better place, like mentally and everything? Yes. That's good to hear. Do you have any bad dating experiences? I haven't had any like bad dating experiences in particular. I've had like awkward sort of like quote unquote dating where it's like you're in middle school and like, you're like, yeah, we're so, we're so dating. Yeah. We're dating and stuff. Um, But it's really just a title. It was, it wasn't really much. It was, it was basically just saying, yeah, we're, we're doing this, but we didn't really do anything. I mean, like I bought her gifts sometimes and we we went on an awkward date to the movie theaters. I guess it was dating. I don't know. It it was weird, but I felt it really like helped me like sort of like shed from like a shell. I I even asked her once like, would it be awkward if I said that I loved you? Because like I was very new. I like I'm so sheltered. Like it was very new to me, and I I didn't I've never like experienced like something like that from another person from another human that is not in my family. I feel like the only like 
actual like true love that I've gotten is from either like my mom or like my grandparents or whatever. But it's, it was, it was just very new to me and I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know what was normal. I think it was very helpful to like help me realize like, yeah, that's, that's okay to say, but even then it wasn't the best experience, I guess. Yeah, I get that. I can relate to that because I feel like most of the things that in, in some way that I call relationships are actually not relationships. They're just like this middle school crushes or whatever. And it's like, hey, yeah, I'm dating someone. So and we held hands, but it's not like actually like dating. But I would say like my worst dating experience, it's not like worst. I just have this like tendency where it's like I'm talking to someone, right? I don't think it's kind of dating in a way. So yeah, I'm talking to someone and it's like, it's clear, like I'm showing, I'm not really interested in you, but at least like I have the nerve to like, actually like ask you stuff about you, you know, but something that like has been going on and on is guys that are like, hi, what you doing? Every five seconds, bro, start off conversation. Like talk to me, ask me stuff. Like, I don't know. I just feel like in this generation in some way, like, it has been less about communicating and, like, getting to know each other and just, like, what are you doing and all that. And I just didn't, did ask them like that. What do you have to say about that, Madeline? I think it's crazy that how involved we are in technology, people don't know how to communicate with technology. Like, I've had people where they are great, like, at talking and starting conversations in person. And then I, I'll try to text them. And they'll just be like, okay, yeah. Like, that's all I get. Like, it doesn't matter what I ask. So that gets difficult for sure. And then, like, playing off of, like, sometimes people say they're in a relationship, but it's really, like, the most platonic thing ever. That's really what happened with me and Lane. And I, I like to joke about, like, it was just, like, the most platonic relationship ever. Like, we held hands. That was the extent. But, you know, at the same time, like, that kind of helps. It helps you, like build off of what you want in a future relationship as well as like just getting to know a person in a different way than you would just saying you're friends yeah and another thing about like the whole building a relationship thing is that at least within like especially the young gay community there's such a hookup culture like there's so many people who want no kind of relationship and are like just there to like bang and run if you know what i mean and i think that's really damaging to a lot of people's mental health because they you know you might never experience a relationship until you're like 25 because all you've been doing is like hooking up with random guys off the internet and it doesn't improve anything and a lot of times it just teaches you to like only value yourself for your body because they're not after you for your personality they just like see something they like and click and that's super damaging to people's mental health and self-perception yeah i agree like a lot of those situations i feel like it's just like you pretend to enjoy their personality you you pretend to listen you pretend to care uh but really it's just for that you know well how did you phrase it bang and run it's definitely like it makes someone feel like they've just been used for their body and no one cared about their personality what they liked what they enjoy to do and it's prominent everywhere i don't think it's just in like specific communities it's everywhere and it's it's definitely grown as technology has grown as well with like hey what you doing type stuff it that's like a large part 
So yeah, that's a very interesting concept. Hookup culture does actually affect a lot of, I would say this generation, but so many other generations, like their mental health and everything. And that kind of brings me up to like things that as a African-American, like how dating affects my mental health. I would say the biggest thing that I've kind of had to like deal with ever since I moved here to Portland was kind of like uh, not knowing if like a guy is into black girls. I feel like when this topic is brought up, people like kind of like veer into like calling black girls pick me girls, but it really isn't. If you're just being honest, because it's like hella white guys don't like black girls for racist reasons and also for preference reasons sometimes, but mostly racist reasons. And then we have black guys, them too sometimes don't like other black girls. So it's kind of like, okay, what do I do? I like this guy, but he doesn't like me, you know? Like, it kind of does mess up with your whole identity and, like, your mental health when it comes to dating. But I feel like that's the whole last topic. But now, like, we can switch and, like, talk about, like, a good experiences with dating. Like I've said previously, Madeline has been, like, my first actual dating experience. And it's been, like, amazing. I've definitely been a lot better than I used to be. She's definitely, like encouraged and inspired like a ton of my creative thinking and like going out of my comfort zone for sure she she's been more used to that sort of life and she's like helping me get into that kind of stuff it's been definitely helpful i moved to portland alone i knew no one and then i went right into high school without knowing anything and then she just sat by me and instantly everything started getting better like I used to be like a very shut in person on like discord or whatever, just alone in my room all day, not seeing any light. And then Madeline sort of just like pulled me out and I'm, I'm very grateful for it. I'm very happy that I got to met her and every day is better than the last. The good things I about is just like hanging out, like going out and going over to his house and yeah. Honestly, most of my dating experiences have not been good because none of them have lasted more than two weeks except for the time I dated a girl, Madeline. (laughs) And the sad part is that was probably the best dating experience I've had. So, you know, I'm working on a man right now. I think a big problem with dating as a gay male is that there are so many people who are not open about their sexuality because, you know, homophobia So it's difficult to even find like anybody who would be attracted to you that you are also attracted to because so many people are closed off about like their sexual identity, especially like in high school, like in college, more people are out. But right now, like I know like four gay kids in my grade and maybe two bi kids who identify as male. So it's hard to even find anybody. So, you know, hit me up on Instagram. I want to also just add on to my little tidbit I had earlier. If it works, then it'll be amazing. I know a ton of people have really bad experiences with, you know, dating and all that. But it definitely, it worked for me and I'm I'm grateful. I was definitely not going to do great without Madeline if, uh, if she didn't like show up. I was, even with her help, I fail in school sometimes but no 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 it's not that bad not like she isn't isn't like helping me or anything but like if she wasn't there i would i would be like 
the most super senior you've ever met. Honestly, I would have, I would have been like 30 still taking like CCE. I don't know who else has that. Is that a PPS wide thing? Yeah, I would, I would still be in CCE. Nice to like hear about you guys having like good experiences with dating. I really hope it keeps getting better. I really wish you guys the best in like your relationship. Uh, I hope you find someone. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and also you, I hope you have like a good relationship with your guy. Well, is there anything anyone wants to add for today? Put yourself out there and you will find a suitable mate. Have your partner be good and accept the sexuality. Avoid red flags. If you see one, get out of there. For real, one red flag. Don't even look back, girl. Run, run. And be your truest self in your relationship. Don't try to change just because, oh, they like blonde girls. Don't dye your hair blonde. No, leave, leave. So just like be yourself. The way I was about to dye my hair red for a man. I don't think that's a good um, example for this podcast. So just ignore that. Pretend he didn't say that. He's dealing with it. (laughs) But yeah, it was really nice to have you guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions, be sure to email us at allinmyheadpodcast at gmail.com or DM us at the underscore allinmyheadpodcast. We really are glad that you took the time to listen to us and we hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. This podcast was created using a grant from the Oregon Alliance to Prevent Suicide in partnership with the Association of Oregon Community Mental Health Programs and with funding from the Oregon Health Authority. The adult advisor is Nicole Mayer, music by Waterboy, shared on Pixabay.